Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey, you guys, it's so good to be back. I wanted to actually give a shout out to everybody who's actually been taking a listen to this podcast already. I am so excited to welcome you on the journey, to thank you for being part of mine, and to really acknowledge and respond to some of what you've been saying. Because it turns out there's a lot of people out there who feel the same kind of intense pressure to make everything perfect that I feel, that feel like we have this whining, kicking teenager child that resists moving forward in our lives, even when we know we want to make a change, and who are longing just as much as I am to have this sense of community, to have this trust in ourselves, and to expand our comfort feeling into those feelings, to be able to not just tell ourselves that when we're feeling whiny and when we're feeling stressed about our lives, that it's okay to feel that way. Instead of just shutting it down and saying, I'm not going to feel that way and I'm going to ignore it and pretend that I feel happy when actually I don't. So let's talk about that today because I definitely have a whiny, bitchy, frustrated side and it shows up all kinds of ways. But I think it's good to give that part of me some space and to share it with you so that you can give your whiny, insolent, obnoxious self some space to breathe today. So let's just be obnoxious together, shall we? (laughs) I want to laugh because it's not something that we get told is okay. I think from a very young age, we're told, stop whining, stop complaining. This is just how it is and you'll have to deal with it. And to an extent, you know, that's true. We have to get up. We have to function. We need to be a part of society. And in order to do that, we can't be moaning and complaining and flopping on the floor. Like we can't give in to our childish whims and just throw a tantrum every time we have to, you know, clean the house or clean up our kitchen. It's like this incessant thing that we have to do as adults. We have a kitchen and it gets messy and we clean it constantly. And we might have some feelings about that, and we might not be happy about it all the time, even when we know we did this to ourselves, or if someone comes else in, these are my own problems, right? But they're universal. (laughs) And it's okay that we have this, what we want to talk about as resistance. And I think that we've been done a little bit of a disservice in the self-improvement arena, where we talk about resistance as though it's this enemy of ours that needs to be overcome. The less resistance you have, we just infer that if we don't have resistance, then we would just be flying towards our goals and everything would be perfect. And we would have no big problems in the world. And suddenly our feelings would be calmer and we would be happy and content. But the truth is that finding that equilibrium and finding contentment has very little to do with not ever being frustrated. 
you can actually be really content with your life and still be a little bit irked that you have to get up from what you're doing and take a break and go get the mail or answer the door or even get up to eat or use the bathroom. We all get swept away in the things that we want to be doing. We want to be working on our art or writing a book or just, you know, working and getting a project done and interruptions make us pissed off. And I think those feelings come up because they do show us where we're engaged in life. And I don't think that we need to reject that feeling just out of hand and say that it's bad. So let's talk about what that feeling of resistance is actually telling you. And I'd actually encourage you to just take a moment and think about it for yourself. When you feel resistance, when someone comes in and tells you to do something and you've been interrupted, how does it feel? And where is it in your body? How do you experience it? And for me, it's like, it's like a punch from the inside, like out my solar plexus. It's this feeling of frustration. And it's like it gets stopped at my skin level or something. Like I want to punch out and do violence to the world for annoying me, but it gets stopped at the edge of my physical being. And obviously that's not comfortable. It's not fun to feel that, but usually it's pretty minor and it doesn't need to be a terrible experience. It just is. And then it passes. What is it telling me? And what is your resistance telling you? And really, I look at it as just this informant. It's showing you that your focus is completely somewhere else than what is interrupting you. You're feeling a disruption from where your focus, your mind, your energy, your emotion is, and you're feeling it get pulled away to something that you don't want to engage with at that particular moment. That's decent information. What if it's just showing you that you're wanting to get something done? That's not good or bad. So I think we can have judgment about being upset about being interrupted, and then it compounds itself. So if I get frustrated that I'm interrupted, and I feel that I'm not going to be allowed to come back to my work or that I'm going to continue to get interrupted, my level of frustration grows. And this is a little bit different from resistance to doing something that I think I want to do. So I'm going to redirect. Let's think about that one. When there's a project that I want to be doing, that you want to be doing, and you're coming up with excuses to not get started. How does that feel? And how is it different from the resistance of someone else disrupting you? Because I bet you they feel different. For me, I'll pick a, a fun one. I have a painting that I started drawing years ago that has moved to a new house with me that's still taped up on the board and I've started drawing it. And I want, or I think I want, to finish that drawing so I could paint it. And yet, every time the opportunity comes up that I could take that time, I kind of look at it and find something else to do. And a lot of us would term that resistance. What is that resistance about? And it's a tough one to answer. And trying to come up with the answer for you, spur of the moment, I would say, all right, without thinking about it, It's that there's a belief that I don't have time to really actually finish this painting or really get into it. So starting it feels futile. That's a big one. 
there is a feeling that I have other things that I really should be doing that I haven't done yet, and that those need to be done before I can or should work on this because it's a luxury. So those two are really interesting notions. And if it's similar to what you come up with, let's, let's explore that. Because if I'm thinking that it's a luxury to work on my art and I need to get other things done before I can do that, it is just showing me where my values are and also my belief about what I'm allowed to do and when I'm allowed to do it. This is also useful information because now that it's out there and I can look at it, I can go, well, do I believe that or do I want to continue believing it? Or could I just throw that out the window for now and say, you know what? I deserve to work on my art. Screw it. There is also the showing of, I need to get it all done or it's not worth doing. And this harkens back to the perfection trap that we get stuck in that we've talked about before. And Oh, that one runs deep where we think that we'll be happy if we can do something perfectly. And therefore it's only worth doing if we can execute it in this perfect timing with the perfect amount of time and space. But I don't know about you. There is no perfect time and space. There is very little in life, at least in my life, that feels like it's perfect in timing or perfect in space. I mean, my life is beautiful and I think it's perfect for me, but this is where we get a little bit stuck with this idea of perfection is that it's so flimsy. What does it even really mean? We have so many meanings attached to perfection and we use them interchangeably when they're actually not. It's not precise language and it lets us get confused and it lets us be confused in our minds about what's really going on. What if when I'm looking at my painting and I notice my resistance to painting, I pull that up and actually spend a moment with it rather than immediately averting my gaze, walking past and deciding that it's time to clean my kitchen sink which is a ridiculous thing to do, but it, instead of painting, but it's something that I've done. I'm like, oh, it's a good time to clean the bathroom. It's a good time to fold the laundry. What? What? How do we do this to ourselves? Obviously we do still need to do our laundry. We need to clean up our house, but I can almost guarantee it's not necessary in that particular instant of time that I have to do it right then. And I don't have five minutes to do some shading on a bird that I'm drawing. That makes no logical sense. It has no connection to reality. It's just a decision that I've made or a conclusion that I've drawn about how life needs to go and how I'm choosing to operate within my life. And I'm really enjoying talking about this because it, it just highlights how much of our experience of our lives is open for interpretation and open for questioning and that we can really free ourselves up for so much possibility if we're willing to just gaze at the thing that we're afraid of looking at. Because sometimes it's really scary to look at that resistance. It's scary to ask ourselves, why do I not want to do this? Because we're afraid of what the answer might be. I can tell you that when I look at this painting and I'm talking about it with you now, my fear with not doing the painting really is, or even talking to you about doing the painting, let's be more clear, 
is that if I acknowledge that I have something unfinished and that it's art, that I'm not really an artist, that I have all this art going on in my life and yet I'm not engaging in it. And what does that mean about me? And I don't want to go there because I don't want to think that I'm not creative. I don't want to think that I don't care about my art. And I really don't want to think that I've invested so much time and effort and materials. And there's so much stuff in my house that's all around creating art. I would hate to believe that I could do all of that and use all of those resources and then not be someone who's actually making art. Because if I go deeper, then there's this fear that I'm wasteful, that I'm frivolous, that I just follow my whims and through following them, it leads to, this is so funny, it leads to financial devastation is where I want to go with it. And I know I'm not the only artist or writer or creative person out there or just person in general who has a hobby that they want to do, who has that little thought in the back of their head where you're like, what the heck is this? Why am I thinking this? (laughs) But it's there. And when we see it, we can go, wow, I don't think not working on this painting means that I have somehow discounted years of actually making and selling art, years of enjoyment of making art and hopefully pleasing other people by doing so. It doesn't negate my experience as a tattoo artist or the the growth that I've had from it. And putting it on pause doesn't mean that I will never finish it. I don't need to draw that conclusion either. Because how many times do we start projects and then when we let them peter out or we pause them, sometimes for years, as this one has been, we judge ourselves and we go, wow, I'm just never going to finish this. How many times do you think that I'm never going to finish this? And then it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy that you're like, wow, I just, I'm never going to finish it. I think the way to re-engage things like that is to find out why did I want to begin this in the first place? And I also want to acknowledge that when we've been in resistance, when we have something that we started and we put it on pause for a long period of time, going back into it, it feels like it's a stranger because it's been so much time. It feels like we've changed and we've grown. I know particularly with artwork, when I go back into something that I started months ago, let alone years ago, my tastes have changed. My ideas of how I would want that piece to turn out have evolved And I may or may not even like the idea anymore. So sometimes, yeah, there's this window where if you let it go beyond, you just want to say, I'm going to give it a hard pass. I don't want to work on this anymore. Then I would challenge you to say, what about that is preventing you from moving on to the next thing that does engage you? Because if some of my resistance to this painting with these crow crow girls that I'm painting I was inspired by Charles DeLint and his crow girls, the girls that turn into crows and fly, because I have dreams of flying and of talking to crows, and I talk to the crows that fly through my yard, and I'm beginning to build a relationship with them, which is exciting. I love this concept. I love this idea, and I actually do enjoy that painting. I do want to finish it. But if I wanted to do it differently, What would make me inspired to continue doing that? What would allow me to put this painting aside and say, you know what? I have a better idea. I have a new one that makes me much more excited to get going and just allow myself to move forward with that. There are so many ways that we trap ourselves into stopping 
and we tell ourselves that because we've paused or stopped or gotten caught up or tripped or fallen off the wagon, that we don't deserve to get back on, or we have to put everything back into alignment the way it was in order to then take the next step and move over. And I would offer you that that doesn't help anyone. And it certainly doesn't help you. It doesn't help your life move forward, and it doesn't help you get enjoyment. So if you're feeling some kind of resistance and the resistance to doing something that you want to do, which feels like this, for me, it's like this tug down on my heart, down into my stomach that feels like it's a sadness twisting down. When you feel that, ask yourself, hey, what's that about? Am I sad because I'm not letting myself move forward and I could just let something go and move forward? Is it a sadness because I keep coming up with excuses of other things that I need to do first? And have some, have some love, have some patience with yourself and allow, allow yourself to say, hey, I'm sorry, and it's okay, and keep going. I absolutely believe that nothing has to be perfect in order to be worthwhile. And when you have something that your heart is longing to do, and you feel like you are not not wanting to push forward and do it, it's worth taking a look at those thoughts and what you're experiencing in your body and what it's telling you about where you want to go. I hope that watching me go through this crazy mind train about my painting has let you explore your own process a little bit and explore maybe what's going on in your own mind around something that you've gotten stuck on. And I would love to hear what it is that you're going to bust through and do today, or that you're ready to just take the next step on, because it's always worth it to take that next step. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's little talk, I would really appreciate you giving a thumbs up or following, subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with a friend. I know we can all use a little help sometimes getting a kickstart to get back into something that we love and to get past our resistance. And I want to thank you all again for your amazing feedback and input on full spectrum feeling and what it means to be expanding into this greater expression of ourselves and allowing all of those feelings. I, I feel amazing and I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks. And I will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.